Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to hair department heads Lori McCoy-Bell and Adrutha Lee with makeup department head Nana Fisher about their work on Amsterdam. McCoy-Bell is an Emmy winner for Westworld and a BAFTA Film Award winner for American Hustle. Lee is an Oscar winner for Dallas Buyers Club and a BAFTA Film Award nominee for I, Tonya. Fisher is known for her work on Armageddon Time, Blackbird, and Ad Astra. I'd love to hear how you worked with Adrutha and Lori, particularly on this project, um, and just how how that process really worked. Yeah, so we, um, I, like Adrutha mentioned before, I worked with Adrutha a few times before, so that was wonderful when you know somebody. It was the first time working with Lori, and it was just very great because, like, well, there was one thing first, you know, old, like because it was the COVID times, it was a little bit different. I think before all of us, we would have got together way before and sat together and got all our books together and our, our you know, references. And it would have been more of a physical meeting. But because it was COVID, everything was done uh, through Zoom. So months before we met up with the director, the producers, Laurie and Drew, and we all kind of got together like a group chat like we are now and we would talk about our inspiration David would talk about what he envisioned because he wrote the script he knew each character so by heart and would give us guides on how he saw them and then we would have them very regular those meetings so then me Laurie and Drew would go together and say well look up this book or we would send each other images and then also we would look at the actors together and everything was done virtually which is really strange I mean now it's become a norm but in the olden days I know we would all got together on a big table had lots of coffee for hours and talked about things and pulled images and things like that and everything was done technically but we worked really really close together and we were all tuning in on each character so each like you know for example we had all those characters in the film so we would all tune in together with David and Laurie and Drew we would then brainstorm on what we you know feel, felt right which we wanted to do on those artists mm-hmm. to create the characters yeah um and Adrutha and Laurie add any sort of color or commentary there but what was your collaboration like um between you two and also with Nana I gotta say let me let me just say this Laurie we met in the parking lot and we opened up the trunk of the car and there was probably 30 wigs and wigs wig heads back there and we're both looking at it. I just had to say that we're both looking at it. I even took a picture and we said, okay, let's get started. And that's when we started, you know, that was kind of the first time that we actually saw each other was in the parking lot looking at um, the back of the car and it just being full of of wigs and wig heads. Go ahead, Lori. Yeah, well, that, you know, um, you know, Judith and I had worked together before, years before, and then we went on our separate careers and and then we got back together. Um, So we are familiar with each other uh, work work styles, but it was important for us to to both like uh, pull all of our wigs together. Uh, We have a stock of wigs um, that we've used on various shows and tests and things like that. So we did pull all of those wigs together and we did, um, so we had choices um, because, you know, we just, you can't 
just pick one look for a particular actor that you haven't met yet, um, color wise or wit, you know, or length wise or style wise. So we found that getting all of our wigs together and, and, and getting all of them set, you know, 50 of them set out, you know, um, ready to put on someone's head could give us a great uh, start on where where we should go you know does the wig fit does it look good shorter does it look good darker lighter you know all kinds of things um and so that way uh Ruth and I worked together and and um you know decided what we thought was best and then you know we would take pictures of it and but we also showed different looks on each actor with different wigs too um so we could figure out what was right, you know, to figure out what is right, you got to see what's wrong. So, you know, we just double secured ourselves by, by uh, doing all, as many looks as possible on each actor. Um, and then we show David and, you know, we go through the whole, um, you know, the whole conglomerate of like, you know, what looks best on them. Um, plus, we're, plus we're both colorist and we had a uh, you know we had an array of color and we knew that we could color something down or up or do what we needed to do to intensify it whatever um, uh, David wanted so we had you know we had a lot of choices a lot of things to pick from and a lot of this stuff was done in-house I mean in the trailer go ahead yeah. no yeah no that's true I mean Drew at one point was uh you know, bleaching the knots out of a lace wig, you know, uh, to make it look more realistic, um, which, you know, if you, if you have a lace wig, it's very tiny. It looks like a honeycomb. Yeah. yeah you got to do it with a Q-tip and that <laughs> takes time. Yeah. So, you know, like the lace that goes around a lace wig, it's like a honeycomb and, and you take a little tiny needle and you, you thread, you go in and out like the old latch hook of the 1970s, but you're using threads of hair, you know, like, so you have hair and you're pulling it through, but the knot that you have to tie at the lace at the base of the lace, it is more intensified in color than the actual strand, if that makes any sense to you. So like you could see on a big screen when it's 80 feet wide or something, you could see almost little dots of the darker, you know, the darker knot part of the uh, lace wig. So you bleach that or you lighten that color to camouflage it. And that not everybody does, you know, so we were doing that and we also like we're using Nair to get rid of some of the hair. So because it is real hair, you could put the product Nair on there and it, it just kind of dissolves, dissolves the hair and you could pull the hair out if it was too thick, you know. So we did that to make certain waves work better and things like that on, on a wig that, you know, so like we... <laughs> We don't really ventilate, both the Druther and I don't actually do the ventilating, but we do all the other manipulation to the wig that's needed. And that was very important for us on that film and for me to have well, some that is yeah. great with wigs also, so okay. we can get that done, you know. We dress um, hair. That's what we do well. We dress hair and that's what we had to, we had to do. We also, we also knew that uh, we both had to be on the same page, the same idea, the same feel the same pictures were pulled. I like this one, you like this one, you know, like we had to, we had to, um, which spent a lot of time looking through her research, my research, all of it together, Nana's research, all of it to kind of uh, 
uh, tone in, you know, come into a vision that's going to work for Druth and I together, but also what David likes. Um, and so it's just getting all on the same page with everything. Um, and, you know, because sometimes as a hairstylist, you might do something that you don't think is like fun to do or the best thing to do, but everyone else does. And that's what you do as an artist. You produce that for the film. Luckily, we did everything that, you know, was very inspiring to us, very, um, it was challenging for us and we love challenge. Um, and uh, I didn't have to put anything on screen that I wish was a different way. Um, that's something you have to release as a hairstylist for film. You, you do have to release that ego part of you and to get really what the director wants, what the DP wants, what the actor wants sometimes might not be your favorite thing. Don't you find that, Drew? Like sometimes yeah, 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 you've got to, you got to do that dance. And we definitely did that dance for David, for the actors, for the look of the film, for the period of the film, for what the actors were doing. And then, you know, Nana, uh, you know, I would, you know, it's just like painting a picture. It's not just, you know, makeup, it's the hair, it's everything that frames that face. And then you've got your costume and you just have to do that dance with everybody and all come together. And that's the magic of Hollywood. That's the magic of what we do. And especially a period piece as special as this one. Mm -hmm. um, and something that I love about David's films is sort of the female front at um, the helm. And so can you guys go into um, putting Margot at the front of this film, really, and um, what it was like collaborating with her? Oh, pleasure. I can say that. It's a pure pleasure. She sells anything that you put on her, and she'll work with you on it if you're having an issue and things come up. Uh, and she will, um, she will work with you on it. It's just a pleasure. I can't talk about how uh, much I enjoy working with her. And um, I had all these crazy ideas and I've done a few films with her. So we kind of knew each other. I kind of, I knew her head. I knew what, uh, what visibly, you know, what I was looking for when I would do something to her. I knew where the, what the issues were. If there, you know, were a few, I, you know, I kind of knew that ahead of time. And because we were doing a totally different color on her, it was, it was fun. It was fun because we had, you know, been in the blonde realm for so long. And then the things that Nana did and uh, where the makeup was fantastic. And it just, it was just such a pleasure to work with her and to do this different color and to do this different film in this period. And then, you know, uh, Lori would, you know, she, ordered the wigs she got the wigs made and when they came to me then we start you know we kind of worked it out what we were going to do just I just can't say enough nice things about Margot and how she'll work with you and how easy it is to uh, bring her character to life go ahead somebody else oh no I thought it was fantastic that we saw her in that brown that yeah. dark brown yeah. And, yeah and we didn't want to make it too too dark but you know we wanted it to to you know, that, that was tricky. You know, we didn't want it to appear black, you know, I think, um, you know, we got it dark enough for David, his vision. And, and it was very complimentary to her, to her well, skin also, tone and her eyes and everything. She could wear almost any color. I yeah. Think, you know? Yeah. She's so pretty, but also David wanted it Brown, but there were shades of Brown that did not work. And that's why we went into the little bit darker, but not too dark. I mean, that was the, that was the experience I had. 
And that's what's really great about having a lot of wigs. Like when Drew did the test, she had about 20 wigs that she tried yeah. on her. So, you know, and, and some of them were red browns and blondes and, uh, you know, all different shades of browns and black. And it's like, you really then can see a full kaleidoscope of, uh, you know, feel, you know, to really tone it, uh, get into the right color tone. And that, I think that's what's really important. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we did to, uh, you know, every cast member, we went through that whole process. And um, both, uh, you know, all, I have to say that Nana and, and Adruth and I would get little bits and pieces from David, like David, he, he, his mind, he's a genius and his mind goes in so many different directions at the same time. So it's like little satellites that go around his head and they'll like pop off a, oh, Lori, oh, what about you know, this person? I want to be like this. And, and, and that's not even what we're talking about. So I take that information and then, you know, but Adrutha might've got something and Nana got something. So when we get the actor in the chair or we got Margo in the chair or whatever, it's like we put all of the information that we've gathered from David over, over the weeks or months or even days, even at that point, and and we collaborated together. Um, I just wanted to say that it's like it. I, I know we had meetings before, but like if I was on set and David had an idea, he just blurted out. But maybe Nana wasn't around, or maybe Adrutha wasn't around. So we wanted to make sure we all came to the same page. Here's all the information. Here's all the notes that I got. Even JR, our costume designer, sometimes would get notes that she would pass on to us and to make sure we had all the notes together. And let me add one thing. I've never ever worked with a, a director any more respectful of what I do and what we do. And um, it, it, I, I really, really, really appreciated that part. He was very respectful. Yeah, he yeah. was, he was, you know, yeah, that's a, you know, He's, he's, he's a, he's the guy, you know? And Nana? Yeah, thank you. Um, so with Margot, like Drew said, she's just a dream to work with. You know, she's just such a kind, um, easygoing, super professional, so beautiful, well-prepared, you know, very smart. Um, and as a makeup artist to work on a face like Margot's face, I think everyone would agree it's just a dream come true. She's got the most, one of the most beautiful faces, you know, there's around. And um, because this was like for Amsterdam, Margot's looks go through five different stages because we go through five different, five to six different stages in her life. And so as for the makeup, um, design it was again a feast because like you know we went from when you see her in the beginning in Belgium she's a nurse so what I did with her like I went with for a really fresh young look you know a warm skin I painted on freckles she had some rosy cheeks very natural makeup very young and free when she's in Belgium you know when she meets um John David and Christian and then later on um when we when we see her next she's in back in america slight uh, on medication kept in a mansion hardly doesn't leave so for that one i made her look much paler so in general the film with um chivo he wanted the female actors to all look a little bit lighter and then the surrounding to be darker so the face would look illuminated so you know I went lighter with her shades, with her with her skin shades. But Marco's character is like she's a nurse when you see her first, but for most she's an artist. So 
even though it's a period piece and we stuck to a period look with Margot, which she was all up for it, you know, she let me pluck a little bit. I mean, her eyebrows are not, in the 1930s, people had very thin eyebrows. So all the actors like Taylor or um, Andre Rosenberg, they were really committed. They're like, we plucked the eyebrows really thin. With Margot's character, because she's a bit avant-garde, she's a bit of a rebel, she's a bit different. She's not the norm in the 1930s. So I could really play around with her look a little bit more. So we didn't have to stick to the real period look. So um, I didn't pluck her eyebrows. And then when she's in Amsterdam, she's very free and happy. So we played around with really avant-garde looks at that time, like, you know, a call around the eye. And then we would put some oils on the lid of the eye. So it would give it a third dimensional look. So it made it more look, look dewy and more edgy. And in, you know, in a way, Margot is like that as well. She's daring, she's edgy. So she was all way up for that. And because she plays, a, she portrays a, a, um, out of norm, like a really strong female of, of this time, almost like, um, um, like an avant-garde artist. She was like very open for a slightly different look with a little bit of an avant-garde edge to it. And she was very involved. We would be looking at pictures and we would play around with her manicure. She has a little dot on her eyes and she would be very interested and very um, involved in that too. So, um, you know, she's got that kind of like rock and roll chick look in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And that's how we tried to make her look like that. And, and um and Margot really, really liked the look as well. So we were really like um, excited to explore that look for her. Obviously we could go down the list of characters, um, but there just obviously is not enough time. But um, what do you guys all sort of take away from this particular project? Wow, I wanna do it again. (laughs) (laughs) My takeaway from it was what a challenge it was and it raised the bar for me. You know, I mean, David raised the bar, the actors, everything about it. And uh, I was thrilled. I walked away with it. You know, uh, I felt like knowing a lot more about uh, just a lot of different things and how they work and how to work with another department head and how to, you know, uh, collaborate with uh, with Lori and with Nana and and with David and the producers and everything that goes along with it. And I walked away just a lot smarter hairdresser and want to do it again. Yeah, I think for me, it's very similar. I think what really was exciting for me on this one is like to work with somebody like David, who's got an incredible mind, who's like a true filmmaker, like Chibo, who is like on the top of the game of his DOP, like he's the most amazing DOP with the lighting, working with lighting, working with such great cast and department heads in general, like with Drew and Laurie and art department and and costume. It's like, I think it, it working on a film set on, on David or Russell's films, it's very accelerating. It's very exciting. It's very creative. It's very fluid. Um, the creativity is on its high and the level of, um, you know, how David works as a filmmaker, as a director, just gets you so excited. It's like every day is like accelerating. You go to work and you don't know what's going to happen, but it's like you're full of creativity and you feel alive. And I think working on, working, you know, fluidly as well, it just pushes you creativity. It pushes you as a person. 
And I think it it's never, ever a boring moment. It's like full of joy and high energy. And I think that's the kind of work I really want to carry on working on most of the time now. And um, it was just such an exciting, creative um, experience working with David, yes. I felt like we just painted a picture. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I love that. I mean, working with David uh, pushes me to, it pushes me to a point where I don't think that I could ever get, but it pushes you so creatively and you pull it out of your hat. And, and, and that's my experience with David. I mean, I've had, I've done, uh, I did the um, Silver Lining Playbook. I did American Hustle. I've done Joy. And I know what it's like to work with David, where these girls, it was their first time coming in. I mean, you have to, you jump on that train. And if, if you jump on that train late, you're going to be, you know, you're, you're not going to make it. So you get on that train that he pushes your creativity by asking you, oh, what if we do her blonde? Well, she's going to be on camera in two hours. What do you mean? Like, oh, we got, you know, like, and, and you don't say no. And that's where you're, as an artist, like you're pulling everything that you've learned all your life, every person you've touched, everything comes to your head and you, and the creativity you're put, you're pushed to the point and, and, and even more. So you've even learned more, you know, um, because of, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say being pushed to that, but you just want to, you want to be so creative and it just doesn't stop. Like it's exhilarating, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's, it could be exhausting too. Um, but then you look forward to it again, because anytime that you work with David, you know, that you're going to make art. It's not going to just be like, oh, here's a simple blow dry in there. You look pretty on camera. You're, you're making art. You're making a character. You're delving into the psyche of the, of, of our director, but you're also the psyche of, of the, um, of the actor. Where did they come from? How did they live? How did they, you know, so you're almost, I feel like we take, I know I do. I don't know if the others on the phone agree, but I, you're going in depth so much to decide the to design the look for them as maybe the director did as he's writing the story about this character like you're invited into david's head in a way and 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 you just put you know like there's just so much nuances that you put in because you just delve so deep and you're allowed to delve deep. He wants you to dive deep into that. He wants your feedback. He wants you to be on the same level as he is. And it's just really inspiring and really pushes your creativity to, to where you never thought that you could be. You know, I, I once heard from, you know, a, an A-list actor that has worked with him often. He said, you have to let David, you know, like, he pushes you and that's why actors like to work with him he was saying because David pushes you to a point where you never thought that you could go and that's why he gets such great uh work out of actors and I'm like that's yeah. true he does push to that point simply put way, for me everyone yeah. To the point. yeah simply put for me he, he led he led me he led me in the right direction I went there and it, it worked 
Yeah. And you think, yeah. oh, that's impossible to do, but it, you do it and then you do it even better. And then you just like, you know, it's like very exhilarating as an artist. Yeah. It's also um, one of the actors on 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 Amsterdam said as well, um, working with David is like standing on a cliff and you jump and oh, wow. you just trust. And it's so true. It's so true. You it stand is. on this cliff and you think, yeah. what? But you jump because it's David and you know it's going to be okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You jump on that train, you know it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be a ride if you're falling off a cliff or on a fast train, like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but final question for you guys. Um, I handpicked a film that's, or show that's going to be coming out for you guys um, in the next several months or next year. Um, and I just would love to hear um, just a few words on what people can expect um, and Nana, I'll start with you, Mother's Instinct. Okay. Um, would you want me to say about, do you want me to explain what? I just love to hear what people can expect from the this next oh, project okay. of yours. Okay. So yeah, Mother's Instinct. Ooh, okay. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very dreamy. Um, it's it's a film. It's a period film with Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway, directed by by Benoit Delhomme. Um, it's like it's a very dreamy, scary nightmare. Ah, love it. <laughs> um, also a period film. Yes. <laughs> and Jerutha, yes. Uh, I've picked George and Tammy for you. What can we expect there? Oh, the wow. images look quite amazing oh, okay. from the Vanity Fair spread. Well, I had to, I had to, I, I got to do that project. I'd been wanting to do that project for years. I'd followed it because I used to do Tammy's hair. And uh, so, and I was, I was familiar with George, you know, he had lived in the area where I'm from and um, uh, I knew his daughter, Georgette. So I wanted that project. I knew those people. I know those looks. And uh, I, unfortunately I had to leave the project early to start something else because of George and Tammy, it kept getting pushed. What can we expect from that? Um, Jessica and uh, Michael have done a fantastic job. I mean, I was curious as to how Michael was going to do that, but it's, um, they really delve into their, their personal life and all the, the things. I mean, the things that happened to these two people when they were together, you can't, you can't make up i mean a, a book of fiction wouldn't touch some of the things that really happened to these people and i was around for a little bit of it mm -hmm. um but it's it's i mean jessica is fantastic and um uh the director the director i mean uh, it was just great it was great to to watch it to be there and I wish I could have stayed on the whole thing, but it's going to be so exciting and it's going to be good. People are really, really going to like it. Mm -hmm. And Lori, for you, I've picked uh, Maestro. Okay, um, Maestro, uh, if you really want to know what goes on and, and the life of Leonard Bernstein, you will experience that firsthand. Um, it is Bradley Cooper is directing it. And I want to say, if you're familiar with the books, Where's Waldo? 
you're going to find like, and you try to, you try to find Bradley Cooper in this film. You don't see Bradley Cooper. You see Leonard Bernstein and it's in, in an incredible story of his life. The love, the passion, the music is beautiful. And it's, oh, wow. It's just, it, 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 it's, I can't say enough words about it. Um, it's gonna, yeah, God, I'm so sorry. It's just like, there's so much beauty in it. Mm -hmm. So much, you know, it, it, it's take a journey of his life and, you know, it'll, it would be a delight for anyone to see the journey of his life. Well, Lori, Ajutha, Nana, this has been such a pleasure to chat with you all um, early on a Saturday morning. So I thank you guys so much for um, spending um, about half an hour with me to just go through this film and just go through some of your work because I just, obviously I appreciate all of you and um, what you guys provide to the craft. So um, I just want to say thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, so, you so much. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.